Good morning, and welcome to Simply Tech. It's Saturday, February 24th. On today's show, the future of phones hinges on the future of apps, and we'll take a look at all the phones, wearables, and gadgets announced at MWC 2024 in Barcelona. Plus, Ring has stopped selling its Ring Car Cam dash cam. This coverage and more, up next. I'm David, and you're listening to Simply Tech. We start off with a look at the upcoming Mobile World Congress next week. Over the years, smartphones have settled on a consistent design formula, but there's growing curiosity about what comes next and why attempts to reinvent smartphones like foldables have struggled to go mainstream. Here to delve into this topic is Abby, a correspondent for Simply Tech. So Abby, what's the main factor holding back the evolution of smartphone design? Well, David, it largely comes down to apps. Apps are the foundation of a smartphone, and third-party software makes it feel like your personal tool. But apps also bear a lot of the blame for why phones look the same now and why any attempt to move on from the traditional slab form factor and interface faces an uphill battle. So how do apps affect the design and form factor of smartphones? Millions of apps are optimized to work with screens of roughly the same size and aspect ratios. This makes it challenging for new form factors like foldables to gain traction. Many of the most used apps don't make the most of a bigger screen and instead awkwardly stretch to fill the extra space or even display with black bars down either side. This makes investing in a big change less exciting. What can manufacturers do to overcome this challenge? Manufacturers can try to coax third-party developers into supporting their new initiative. However, we're seeing next-generation devices trying to cut apps out of the equation entirely. For instance, at CES in January, Rabbit introduced the R1, a gadget that promises to use AI to streamline the process of accessing existing apps. And at MWC, AI startup Brain.ai plans to show off an appless phone concept in partnership with Deutsche Telekom. Can you tell us more about this appless phone concept? The concept device promises an app-free interface that predicts and generates the next interface contextually. It seems to be based on Deutsche Telekom's existing T-Phone, but with an interface based on BrainEye's natural iOS app. The software appears to be a more visual version of Google Assistant or Siri responding to spoken or written prompts with its own interface rather than routing you to an app. What are the chances of these AI-powered devices replacing traditional smartphones? It's too early to say. However, there are recognition that whatever comes after today's smartphones needs to either build on top of our formidable app ecosystems or else be very creative in working around them. We'll also see more traditional launches at this year's MWC, including new devices from Xiaomi, HMD, Honor, and OnePlus. Thanks for the insights, Abby. Now, let's shift our attention to Barcelona, where the tech world is eagerly awaiting the Mobile World Congress. The trade show, which describes itself as the largest and most influential event for the connectivity ecosystem, is set to take place from February 26th to February 29th. Here to discuss what we can expect from the event is James, a correspondent for Simply Tech. So James, what can we expect from this year's Mobile World Congress? Well, David, from a consumer tech perspective, we can expect a lot of smartphone and other mobile device launches. Chinese giants like Xiaomi and Honor 
are likely to use the show to introduce their domestic phones to a global audience. Meanwhile, other companies like OnePlus and HMD could have all new devices to show off. And of course, we can expect a few flashy concept devices, even if many of them will never make it out of the lab. And what about the future of phones? Is there any indication of what's to come? That's a great question. Over the years, smartphones have settled on a relatively consistent design formula. But more than a decade and a half into the smartphone era, there's growing curiosity about what's going to come next and why existing attempts to reinvent smartphones, like foldables, have struggled to go mainstream. Much of the answer comes back to apps. They're the foundation of a smartphone, and it's the third-party software that makes it feel like your personal tool. Speaking of smartphones, Xiaomi has just launched a new leader in its phone lineup. Can you tell us more about that? Yes. Xiaomi has just launched the Xiaomi 14 Ultra in China. It boasts impressive photography specs, including a main camera with a large 1-inch type sensor and a variable aperture. Prices start at around $904 for 12GB of RAM and 256GB of storage. The phone will go on sale on February 27th. Xiaomi CEO Lei Jun has said that the phone will make an appearance at the company's presentation at Mobile World Congress. And what about Xiaomi's plans for the international market? Although Xiaomi only shared Chinese release details of the 14 Ultra today, it won't be long before the phone's international launch. We can expect the handsets to be made available in Europe, but not in an official capacity in the US. James, thanks for that tech update. Now, let's switch gears to another tech story. Ring, the home security brand owned by Amazon, has confirmed that it has stopped selling its Ring car cam. The product, which is a hybrid of a dash cam and a security camera, has been hard to find since it went on sale last January. Customers who have tried to purchase one in recent months have found their orders canceled. Here to discuss this further is Celeste, a correspondent for Simply Tech. Can you tell us more about this decision by Ring? Yes, Ring has indeed stopped the sale of its car cam due to ongoing delays. The company hasn't elaborated on the nature of these delays or whether they plan to resume sales in the future. However, they have assured that customers who have already purchased a car cam will continue to receive software updates and support. What was the reception of the Ring car cam when it was launched? The Ring car cam had a novel approach, but it seemed to fall short in execution. As a dedicated dash cam, it was found lacking due to low video quality and high monthly fees. As a security device for protecting cars, it was considered overkill. It also didn't fully leverage its Ring and Alexa connections, with limited integrations and few voice-enabled features. So, it seems like there were some issues with the product itself. But what about the availability? Availability has been a major issue since the product first went on sale in January 2023. There have been numerous reports of customers placing orders and then experiencing significant delays, with some orders being pushed back by several months. In many cases, these orders have now been canceled. Some customers did receive the car cam early on, but since that initial rollout, the product has essentially become vaporware. What does this mean for Ring's future in the auto space? Despite the issues with the car cam, Ring has stated that they remain excited about opportunities to innovate in the auto space. It's unclear what their next move will be, but it seems they're not completely stepping away from automotive products. Thanks for that update, Celeste. 
Now, let's shift our focus to space exploration. In a recent development, Intuitive Machines spacecraft Odysseus touched down on the lunar surface, albeit sideways. Despite the unconventional landing, the spacecraft is reported to be intact. Michael, our correspondent at Simply Tech, is here to shed more light on this. Can you tell us more about this landing, Michael? Yes, David. The CEO of Intuitive Machines, Steve Altimus, confirmed that the spacecraft is stable near or at the intended landing site. The company is currently downloading data from the spacecraft and commanding it. The landing, which took place at 5.24 p.m. Central Time, marks the first time a privately built spacecraft has landed on the moon. That's quite an achievement. But why was the landing sideways? The company is still piecing together the series of events that led to the historic landing. The initial belief was that Odysseus was upright, but that was based on outdated telemetry data. The latest information suggests that the spacecraft was indeed vertical at touchdown, but it was also moving horizontally and a little too quickly. It's likely that one of its legs caught on something or broke, causing it to tilt over. What does this mean for the onboard payloads? The good news is that most of the onboard payloads are not on the downward-facing panel, which does not need to operate on the lunar surface. The company has confirmed that many of the major subsystems, including the solar arrays providing power to the spacecraft and the onboard payloads, are performing well. How did the company manage to land the spacecraft despite these issues? The success of the mission is largely attributed to quick thinking by Intuitive Machines mission controllers and a stroke of good luck. The navigational issues started after Odysseus conducted a planned maneuver called Lunar Orbital Insertion, which put it in an elliptical orbit around the moon. This led mission controllers to use a navigational subsystem called laser rangefinders earlier than planned. However, they realized that the lasers were not working because a physical safety switch on the component was not turned off while it was still on the ground. The company decided to use a NASA Doppler LiDAR payload that was meant as a technology demonstration. They directed Odysseus to orbit the moon for an additional two-hour period to give them more time to load software patches and reset the lander's guidance, navigation, and control system. That's quite a save. What does this mean for the Doppler LiDAR technology? Prasen Desai, Deputy Associate Administrator of NASA's Space Technology Mission Directorate, said that the successful execution on board Odysseus has brought the Doppler LiDAR technology to the highest level of readiness, TRL-9. The technology reportedly performed flawlessly, and this successful use could have significant implications for future missions. That's certainly a significant development. Thanks for the insights, Michael. And on that note, we wrap up our stories for today. Thanks for listening to Simply Tech. We'll see you back here tomorrow.